Light is the most important information. I went from feeling foggy-headed, depressed, and disoriented to feeling clear, motivated, and alive. I didn't change my diet. Light exposure transformed my life in as short as three days. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Over the last 20 years of treating patients, I've worn many hats, including dentist, engineer, psychologist, artist, corporate executive, and more. I found that the key to success, health, and longevity lies in sleep. And that's why I created this show. I want to teach you how to make sleep your best friend. Join me on a journey to uncover cutting-edge science, life-changing tips from renowned experts, ancient and modern sleep secrets, game-changing routines, and lifestyle hacks that will educate, inspire, and ultimately help you get the best night ever. My friends, prepare to have your minds blown and really rethink the way you look at light, the sun, circadian biology, and much more. This is the beginning to a two-part series where I dive deep into all things light and your eyes. Now, if you are a fan of the show, then you probably know about blue light blocking glasses, but what about the deeper story behind them? How is our light exposure dictating our health and our sleep? Is the sun our enemy or our friend? You'll learn about these and much more with my guest today. His name is Rudy Nassif. Now, Rudy is a health entrepreneur and the co-founder of Viva Rays. He has an engineering background and an incredible understanding of the quantum physics of light. Rudy is on a mission and has recently been educating more than 150 functional medicine doctors about maximizing the power of light for patient health and well-being. He passionately believes that we can all manage the artificial light we are exposed to, and he wants to educate us and provide us with the knowledge and tools to improve our overall health, sleeping patterns, energy, and focus. In this first part of the two-part series, we will talk about all his struggles with health and how a trip to a remote farm changed his views forever. We also talk about light nutrition and what that really means. We talk about the sun and the various spectrums of light like infrared and ultraviolet and what they mean and the optimal times to get sun exposure and why that really matters. We also talk about some next level sleep hygiene tips from a circadian fanatic. You don't want to miss those and so much more. In fact, so much more that we decided to split this into two episodes. Now, if you resonate with Rudy and his message, be sure to check out vivarays.com for the highest quality, eco-conscious and innovative glasses. You can use code J10, that's J-A-Y-10 for 10% off. And as always, you can follow me on social on Instagram at sleepbiohacker or my website sleepbiohacker.com. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review, like, or share this podcast with a friend or two that helps support the show and get the message out. And that's it for now, folks. On to the show. I think you're going to really enjoy this one, and I'll see you on the other side. All right. Welcome back to The Best Night Ever. And Rudy, welcome to the show from Viva Race. Hello, Dr. Jay. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I'm super excited to do this show because I've done shows in the past about light and blue light blocking technologies and the importance and circadian rhythms. And uh, 
since we've had a chance to talk in the past, I've really become a big fan of what you and your company is doing. So I'm excited to do the show. Let's get into it. I, I guess the first big question I have for you is, well, why is our light nutrition important? Well, I guess what is light nutrition and why is it important? That's a great question. And to give, to give an audience an overview, I think today it's my intention that we travel together on an eye-opening journey to unveil the true power of light the purest source of power that fuels our life. And the one missing link in our current self-care routine that has the power to unlock quantum health and well-being. And I think biohackers today and health experts practice a more holistic approach to wellness through meditation, breathing, different biohacking tools, and not to mention a healthy diet and exercise as a way to maintain our physical, emotional, and uh, spiritual well-being. And today I want to show the audience how light can complete that equation and that will act as an amplifier, as a catalyzer that will strengthen every health protocol that we go on or every biohacks that we are currently using in our life. Now, the thing is, I do realize that most people think that light is not that big of a deal. And the reason so is because they perceive it as something superficial that makes vision possible. However, light is much more profound, powerful, and influential than that. This ball of electromagnetic radiation that we call light is a tool that can physically, emotionally, and spiritually transform our lives. I always like to start by talking about the famous Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein taught us through his law of relativity, E equal MC2, E being light, M being mass and C velocity, that light and matter are exactly the same thing. And the only difference is the environment in which each side of the equation is in. So if we look at this equation and assess it, it's telling us that when light slows down, we create things of mass, all right? And this means that everything around us at this moment, including us and the planet, was one slight and is profoundly influenced by light. Every morning, Dr. J, I contemplate the beauty of this equation, every sunrise. When the light hits the cornea, it slows down. And through this light, it's recreating us with new life. Every single day, our brains, our neurons, our hearts, our organs, etc., are being regenerated with new life. The question is, what type of light are we being exposed to on a daily basis? And by the way, this is not philosophy at all. This is quantum physics. Albert Einstein also taught us about the photoelectric effect. Not so many people realize that the photoelectric effect actually applies in medicine. And the photoelectric effect means that when light shines on matter, it generates a weak electric current, okay? Now, oftentimes, things discovered in sciences are actually the reverse engineering of what's happening in our bodies. And it is actually true in this case because a German scientist back in the 1970s called Fritz Hollwisch taught us that this light entering the eyes converts into an electric current. And, it, and this, this flow of electricity turns on our pituitary gland. Now, the pituitary gland is the master gland because the hormones that are produced 
control a lot of different processes in the body from growth to metabolism to reproduction and sexual glands to our ability to sleep and recover at night. So all of this means that light controls our ability to generate energy, lose fat, digest, and even repair, grow, and recover well at night. Now, if we, if we add one piece of the puzzle, we're going to have a beautiful image of what light is. And I like to refer back to Dr. Robert Becker. I don't know, Dr. J, if you've heard of uh, Dr. Becker. He's the author of Body Electric, a phenomenal book that I really recommend. And Dr. Becker taught us how this electric current is the key element to all regeneration and healing. He actually ran several experiments on animals showing how this electric current was responsible for regenerating bones and scar tissues. What this is telling us is through the light that is entering our eyes, it converts into an electric current that has the power to drive tissue growth and repair and enhances our sleep and recovery at night. And in a way, most people are familiar with how solar panels work, right? Mm -hmm. And similar to how a solar panel, you know, requires light and it generates a flow of electricity, this spark of light is what has enabled us as human beings to evolve from a single-celled organism called bacteria over 1.5 billion years and to become these super powerful human beings. I think this light has stimulated the development of our nervous system, enabled us to grow bigger brains and allowed us to be these super powerful beings that can think, perceive, feel, imagine, and interact with the environment. Wow. I mean, that's a lot to take in already right there. I mean, just the fact that you mentioned like Einstein and E equals MC squared and to say that our mass is basically a slowed down version of light is just crazy. And I'm familiar with science and, and some of those quantum physics ideas, but what got you so interested to go this deep down into this field and to start to make all these different connections? Being diagnosed as a kid with ADHD, I really suffered from agitation, headaches, and inability to focus. And growing up, I struggled through my engineering school. I stayed up very late every night, feeling very stimulated and, and, and very wired, only to lack the energy, focus, and motivation during the day. And eventually, Day after day, this led me to deep depression and disorientation. I was completely dysfunctional. And I really wanted to feel better. So I went to different doctors and I actually felt exhausted going from one holistic doctor to another and really overwhelmed with the amount of information and the different health opinions about what I should do. I tried so many different biohacking tools, different biohacks, a lot of different supplements, I changed my diet several times and I used, I was exercising and meditating. I mean, I was doing all the great things that everyone was talking about and nothing was working for me. And miraculously, one specific event changed all of this. I spent several weeks on a farm and I was exposed only to natural sunlight during the day and candles and firelights during the evening. And within a matter of days, peacefully through the night, to then wake up before the sunrise, feeling refreshed, full of energy and focused. I mean, 
I went from feeling foggy headed, depressed and disoriented to feeling clear, motivated and alive. I didn't change my diet. I didn't use any biohacking tools and I was exercising and meditating in the same way, literally. I mean, how did that magic happen? Every night I contemplated whether it was my light exposure that transformed my life in as short as three days. And my quest for answers led me to study and research the latest discoveries in the field of circadian rhythm and the harmful effects of artificial light on humans. And what I learned is that for thousands of years, mankind spent much time outdoors exposed to natural sunlight, which increases in intensity from sunrise to solar noon, like a crescendo of a musical scale, and then descends down the scale around sunset, transitioning into the darkness of the night. And these varying amounts of blue light and the different color temperatures of light throughout the whole of the day, as the, as the sun rose from the east, traveled across the sky and set in the west, provided very important information for our bodies and brains to orient themselves around the time of the day and therefore schedule the optimal timing for our daily functions and know exactly when to wake up in the morning, when to tackle big problems, be creative and productive, when to eat and digest, and when to go to sleep at night. And this enabled us to live in a perfect 24-hour rhythm. Now, unfortunately, in our modern world, this is no longer the case. And we are exposed, rather chronically exposed, to artificial light that emit a constant blue light frequency day and night. And this frequency, Dr. J, has a color temperature of 6,500 kelvins, which is similar to sunlight's color temperature around 12 noon. So this is basically confusing our brains and our bodies into thinking that it's 12 noon summertime all year long, and therefore it's disrupting our natural rhythm that governs how well we perform our daily functions from thinking to digesting to sleeping. Basically, I literally realized this when I came back from the farm to the city. The moment I stepped back in Toronto, I was bombarded by artificial lights everywhere. And guess what? With you days, my sleep and wake cycle went out of tune once again, and I started feeling depressed and disoriented once again. So at this point, I was feeling extremely desperate to find a solution and have the freedom to live in a modern world while still accessing those infinite states of energy and flow that I experienced on the farm. And I believe that this led me to discover about blue blocking glasses. And after trying several in the market, I didn't experience the benefits that I was looking for. Nothing, nothing even close to what I experienced on the farm. And based on my studies and talking to some of the world's leading experts in circadian rhythm and neuroscience, I actually learned that we needed a dynamic light management system that blocks different amounts of blue light and enable different color temperatures of light 
at different times of the day. And when we, when we looked in the market, everyone was offering a one-for-all solution. And, and most of the companies weren't offering a scientific testing that showed how much their lenses were blocking. So at this point, I decided that let's make our own. And thanks to my engineering background, I understood the physics of light very well. And I manifested beautiful folks from British Columbia, uh, optic experts, and we teamed up together. And this led to the development of an advanced three lens technology system that is designed for all of us to be able to manage and control the artificial light in our environment. So that once again, we can start living a more productive, energetic, and focused life. I want to go a little bit deeper into the sun cycle, because it's something that's very interesting to me. Uh, I talk about it on my show when people ask about circadian biology and uh, day activities. So maybe you can explain the what's happening both in the color temperature, the spectrum, the intensity, the UV rays, the infrared rays from morning till night, that composition of light is changing. And I understand it, but maybe you can explain it to people. What is changing throughout the day that's affecting us in these specific times? That's a great question. Well, I think there are three fundamental things that are changing. One is the brightness of light. The second is the color temperature of light, which I'm gonna explain more what, what that means. And the third is the combination of the different light frequencies of how they gather together. Okay, so when we first wake up in the morning around dawn, we, the, the brightness of light is lower and it starts preparing us for the later um, sunlight that comes around noon. At this time of the day, the, the reason why the, the sky is more orangey and red is because the sun is low on the horizon and therefore the blue light frequency gets scattered in the horizon because of it's dealing with much denser atmosphere. And therefore we receive a lot of the orange and reds as well as an invisible frequency called infrared light. Now, what so many people don't know is that around 49% of sunlight is infrared. And infrared is a very important frequency that prepares, prepares our eyes and our skin to absorb more UV later in the day. Now, as the sun starts moving up from, uh, from the east towards the west, it starts increasing in brightness and it starts increasing in blue light, okay? And at some point around 9 a.m., and that will depend on our geographical location and on the season, UVA starts penetrating the horizon. And we have also neurons in the eyes that detect this UVA. And we, there's a circadian response to this. Therefore, it's a very important light frequency to take in the morning through the eyes. Now, the sun keeps increasing in intensity, in brightness, and in color temperatures until it hits solar noon, where it peaks in color temperature around 6,500 Kelvin. And at this time, the sun is full. It has infrared, 
It has UVA, UVB, and all of the colors of the rainbow. Now, UVB is the component that allows us to make vitamin D. And it's very important to know that in order to absorb those frequencies better, we gotta entrain ourselves to get more morning sunlight because the morning red, infrared, and orange prepares us to absorb more UV later in the day without burning. Additionally, as the day goes, the sun starts descending down the horizon or the musical scale, as I described. And as this happens, the blue lights start decreasing. And when the blue lights start decreasing, we have light sensors in the eyes. They're neurons called melanopsin ganglion cells. And it turns out that these cells are sensitive most to blue and green light. And when they start detecting the absence of blue and green light as the sun is setting slowly, it sends a very important signal to our brain and to our body that it's time to wind down, relax, and start preparing for a restful night's sleep. Wow. Okay. And this is fascinating for me because when you listen to biohackers or even these health and wellness enthusiasts, they're always going to say, you know, make sure to watch the sunrise or the sunset or get midday sun. And I, and I say all these as well too. And I, I try to dose my sun exposure throughout the day to capture each of these different, let's say milestones or, or spectrum exposure. So let me ask you this. If somebody was going to start out who, who hasn't really looked at light or sun exposure, would you recommend starting with sunrises first, midday sun exposure, sunsets, or if they're very fair skin and they say they burn easy, what, what's a couple ways that people can start investigating building a relationship with sun exposure? Well, it really depends what they're dealing with, right? And the first easy step to start with is getting your morning sunlight right, because this will set the tone of the day. And it also will determine when a healthy cortisol pulse will be generated in the body, which will alter our physiology, it increases our body temperature, it increases our breathing rate, our heart rate, it tenses the muscle. And all of this means that we start getting uh, ready, alert, and focused during the day. And at this exact moment, a cellular timing is set that will dictate when another hormone, a very important hormone called melatonin, will be released later, about 12 to 14 hours in the day. So what I really recommend for anyone who is starting to implement light protocols for the first time, start by getting your morning sunlight right. So the moment you wake up, go outside. If you're someone who looks at your phone or your computer first thing in the morning, well, you want to reprogram this and you want to get this healthy light activation from sunlight. And as I mentioned before, E equal MC2. Remember this equation and remember that this light that is entering the eyes is regenerating every single part of your body. And you really want to make sure that you're starting with your day with uh, light exposure that is healthy, that will regenerate your cells and tissues in the proper ways. This will eventually start leading you to get your evening right. Because when you start getting your morning right, your melatonin will start being secreted at an earlier time in the evening, which will lead you to feel sleepy. Considering that you're not going to bombard yourself and self-sabotage 
with artificial light because even though this timer is set, melatonin will only be released at night in response to complete darkness. And therefore, it's very important to block all artificial light after the sunset so we don't mess with this cycle. Because considering that you got your morning right and then evening arrived, the sun has set and you went back home and you stimulated yourself with a second sun from your screens and LED bulbs. Well, what this does is it will send the wrong signal to your brain. And instead of increasing melatonin, it will rather increase cortisol at the wrong time of the day, which will lead to increasing your body temperature, uh, blood pressure, and you will start feeling anxious and wired at a time when you are supposed to be winding, to be, to be winding down, relaxing and preparing for a restful night's sleep. So speaking of sleep, uh, this is obviously the best night ever. We, we talk a lot about sleep and biohacking and, and sleep optimization. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on optimizing sleep and wakefulness with these different light protocols. What's beautiful about our modern world right now, there's a lot of people, more and more people are getting tremendously aware about the importance of getting a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. However, I do realize that very few people know how to do that. Very few people today are getting a restful night's sleep consistently and waking up every morning feeling energized, refreshed, and going through the day feeling focused without experiencing major dips. I used to sleep 10 to 12 hours every single night only to wake up lacking the energy, motivation, and focus the second day. And and even though I was sleeping for long hours, I I wasn't accessing a restful night's sleep. Now, the problem is that I wasn't consciously aware of how to do that. And as I kept studying, I discovered that the secret to getting a good night's sleep is governed by a natural law in nature. It's a code that is called the circadian rhythm. And for those of you who are not familiar with that word, circadian comes from the Latin word circa, which means approximately a day or 24 hours. And this rhythm exists for plants, humans, and animals. And for instance, plants have the ability to anticipate the sun's position in the sky and turn their leaves in the right direction at every moment of the day so they can maximize harnessing the solar power for for synthesizing. It's very mind-blowing that at night they drop their leaves down because sunlight is not present. And therefore, This is how they optimize their energy intake and efficiency. Just like plants, our bodies function on a 24-hour rhythm that is reset or determined by the rise and the fall of the sun. Now, to live in harmony and in sync with this rhythm enable us to maximize our energy production and our efficiency, so much so that our sleep, activity, and nutrition starts happening at optimal times during the 24-hour cycle, leading to higher quality sleep, much better performance and cognition, and better digestion. But the question is, how do we get this timing right? And how do we start living in sync with this rhythm? 
Well, it turns out that this timing, all these circadian activities are governed by a clock that sits in the center of the brain. It's called the master clock or the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Mm-hmm. And light is the most important thing that reset the timing of this clock. Okay. To explain this furthermore, for someone who is listening to this for the first time, I usually like to use the analogy of a, of a musical symphony. And just like in every musical symphony, there's a conductor, a person who reads the musical notes and sends signals to the musical players, letting them know what to do, which mm-hmm. note to hit, high, high, low, etc. In our body, we have a similar symphony that happens every 24 hours. And to help you understand this more, let the conductor represent the master clock in the brain and let the musical notes represent the light information from sunlight. The musical players represent our organs, tissues, and cells in our bodies. Now, the conductor in our bodies is continuously reading the musical notes from sunlight and is responsible for telling all of the millions of cellular clocks in our organs, tissues, and cells what to do. It's literally through this slight information or the musical notes, how our body knows when to wake up, when to eat, when to tackle big problems and be creative, and when to go to sleep at night. Now imagine Dr. J, if the conductor keeps on reading the wrong notes, how would the music sound? It would sound awful, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine if this happens to our body, does every single day, every single day in our modern life, we do not allow the conductor to read the proper signals of light and we drawn it with artificial light that is mainly blue light, which signal to our body that is 12 noon summertime all year long and that is supposed to be doing one thing rather than the multitude of self-healing functions that nature has programmed us to do along the 24-hour cycle. And this literally start messing up with our cortisol and melatonin cycles. It will start ruining the way we wake up as well as the way we sleep. What most people realize is that the reason we wake up in the morning is because in response to light, this master clock in the brain sends a signal to the adrenal gland to secrete the hormones cortisol and adrenaline. And this literally results, uh, alerts our body that it's time to uh, start moving and it increases our core temperature, it tenses our muscle, and we start getting more focused, energized, and alert. And the reason why we go to sleep at night is because in response to darkness, this tiny part of the brain also sends a signal to the pineal gland to release melatonin, which Uh, which goes in our blood and circulate in all our body, letting know all of the peripheral clocks in our organs that it's time to wind down. And therefore, at this moment, our core temperatures go down, our heart rate and breathing goes down, and all of our energy start being directed inwardly so that we can perform cellular cleaning, uh, recalibrate our emotions, restore our memory, and start strengthening and wiring all the learning that happened throughout the day. And when this cycle happens in a healthy manner, we then wake up the second day 
full of energy and motivation, ready to get going. Let me ask you this, and this is fascinating, and I, and I love these conversations always. One of the things that I recommend, and I'm sure you recommend to go to sleep, is a dark room. Obviously, you know, minimize the exposure to light. But if you have a blackout room, how can you wake up with light in the morning if everything's still blacked out? Well, this is because the melatonin and cortisol cycles, they're endogenous. So they happen anyway, regardless to whether light exists or not. But light is the most important information that allow this cycle to stay in tune. Therefore, when, when you get this cycle right, okay, by, by, by doing healthy practices in the morning that increase your cortisol, your core temperature, etc., this cycle gets programmed within so much so that we don't actually need light entering our eyes to wake up. It will act as an internal alarm clock, okay? As long as we wake up and we do the healthy and the right things that our body is looking for when we actually wake up. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people will always ask me, what should I take? You know, what supplements, what things, all these exogenous options. And the whole goal is to make this, you know, an endogenous process where it's automatic and automated within the body to, to perform regularly. So on, on the same note, let me ask you this other question. When we wake up in the morning, is it just as good to just open the curtains and go by the window to get this a light? Or are you missing or losing something by getting light through glass versus going outside into the, the natural light? Yeah, if, if you ever have a light meter, uh, or I, I believe there's an application right now that allow you to measure the lux of light. Lux is the illumination, the brightness. You notice that if you take a measurement behind a window, that the brightness is tremendously lower than what you get outside. But not only this, the window filters out a lot of the infrared light frequencies. So it's always better to go outside. When we first wake up, our retinal sensitivity is low. And what that means is that our eyes are looking for a lot of brightness so that they could stimulate our center clock in the brain. Okay, so we need a lot of bright light. And the only place to get that bright light is outdoors. Even though it's cloudy, it's gonna be much brighter than what you get indoors. So it's not enough to be behind windows. You wanna actually open your doors, step outside and get nat that natural light into your eyes for at least five minutes. The longer, the better. And if it's a cloudy day, you will need longer time to stimulate your central clock. And, and this is very important information because what most people also don't realize is that the opposite is true at night. At nighttime, Dr. J, retinal sensitivity is very high. So the longer we've been awake, the higher retinal sensitivity is. And that means that very slight amount of artificial light is enough to stimulate our center clock and shift our sleep in the wrong direction. Yeah. So in summary, we need a lot of brightness in the morning and we need a lot of darkness at night. This is great. I want to keep going with this because I have a lot of questions in this world. I don't wear 
prescription glasses or contact lenses, but my wife does. And is there, would you say that the glass, like just clear prescription glasses or contacts is the equivalent of standing behind glass? Like if, if you were to go out in the morning, are you losing something by having that extra barrier between your eyes, whether it's a contact or a, a just glasses? Well, because of the nature of windows and how it differs from prescription glasses, prescription glasses are much more focused, whereas windows are not focused and they tend to dissipate the light. Therefore, when it comes to the brightness aspect, you're still getting the same brightness with a prescription lens. However, what, what so many people do not realize is that those prescription lenses, they are often tinted to, uh, to, to block 100% of the UVA and UVB. This is tremendously problematic because UVA and UVB play a fundamental role in driving a healthy circadian rhythm as well as in vitamin D production. I mean, we have neuropsin in the eyes that detects UVA, and there's a reason why we have those. Nature does not do anything to trigger us to stimulate anything that is not of use. Everything that exists in our body and in our physiology exists because it has been used evolutionarily and has driven a lot of biological processes in our bodies. So for people who wear prescription, what I often recommend is taking off their glasses as often as possible during the day. We also offer, this is kind of exclusive to the people that we know, but I'm happy to offer anyone who might come through your podcast the opportunity of getting prescription lenses that allow 100% of UVA and UVB. Mm. I've had this discussion before too, is, is sunglasses. Now I know there's challenges there because of the same thing, uh, the tinting, the light reduction, the spectrum reduction, and the, you know, the UVA, UVB blocking. And people say, well, if you're going to go to the beach or spend a lot of time in the sun, you should wear sunglasses, but that could also be counterproductive. So what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, sunglasses, in my opinion, are one of the causes of the circadian mismatches that we are experiencing in the world. And for those of you who don't know, a circadian mismatch, according to big neuroscientists and chronobiologists, are a fundamental reason of the, or the cause of a lot of the modern chronic diseases, such as anxiety, depression, loss of productivity, etc. We are, we, are, we are getting aware about the tremendous effects of light on our biology. And every light frequency stimulates us in a different way at different times of the day. We are coming to realize how light fundamentally affects our mood, digestion, and sleep. The problem is that in our modern world, we are spending much less time outdoors exposed to the natural light, and we are overexposing ourselves to artificial light from our devices. And this is leading us to being chronically stressed and wired and is depriving us from a restful night's sleep. And as a result, we wake up in the morning feeling fatigued, unmotivated, and unfocused. So if we add to this equation, the innovation of what we call sunglasses, let's think 
of what we're doing in our modern world. We have created an indoor environment that is deficient in light. And the moment when we step outdoors, we, we have been conditioned to block our eyes from receiving these healing light frequencies that are fundamentally important to regulate our circadian rhythm, as well as um, unlimited different biological processes. So I think we gotta think, we need to start thinking, okay? We gotta step back and think, how did we do it across the thousands of years of evolution? How do plants do it? How do animals do it? If you put a plant and cover it with sunglasses, it's gonna die a few days after. And we all know this. The, the funny part is if you, if you talk to anyone in the world, they know that plants need light. They know that animals need, need light. But when it comes to humans, we tend to not think whether we need light or not because we're operating from our paradigms, from our conditioning, and we're not thinking. Now, if we start thinking, we will realize that we're creating a catastrophe because we've already created an environment that is deficient in natural lighting during the day and is overstimulating with, with light frequencies at night. And we're adding to this sunscreens and sunglasses so much so that when we go outside and we have the opportunity to soak in this beautiful sunlight, that we're blocking that. And this is crazy. Yes, it's a very controversial subject and a lot of people don't understand the ramifications, uh, but I'm happy that you're talking about it. Uh, I want to go one more level with this too, just for my own personal interest. Uh, if I was looking to get a new car, should I tint the windows or is that another problem there as far as like light exposure while you're in a car? I think definitely not. Let's, let's take a step back and talk again about UV light and sunlight. When we expose our eyes to UV light, there's an automatic signal that leads to melanin production in the skin, which protects us from excessive UV radiation and lead us to tan. The problem is that when we're exposed to high frequency sunlight that is rich in UV with sunglasses on our eyes, we are blocking the, the main signal for our brain to understand that there's UV in the environment. And therefore, we stop producing melanin. If we are in sunlight and our skin is not producing melanin, this is gonna cause cellular damage, which might lead to cancer and melanoma and all these kind of stuff. Now, in similar ways, when we are driving the car, we are already being exposed to a distorted light frequency from sunlight because not so many people realize windows allow a lot of UVA, but filter out UVB. Now, nature has designed these two frequencies to come together because they also balance each other out. Now, the reason why we don't overdose on vitamin D is because there is UVA present in the environment. And, and UVA balance out how much vitamin D we make from UVB. Now, the problem is that if you're driving your car and you're exposed to a distorted version of sunlight that is rich in UVA, but low in UVB, this will actually start depleting your vitamin D rather than balancing it out. Now, if you add a tinting to your window, you're actually making it more distorted and you'll 
you'll probably be running into some biological problems that I cannot even identify. <laughs> so, so the answer why, is, why, is buy a convertible, put the top down. Totally. And every, anytime I'm in the car, I, I, I crack the window, I open the window. So I, I make sure that I'm getting undistorted wavelength of sunlight. Drop the mic. What did you think of that show? I had so much fun recording this with Rudy, and he is full of so much information that we decided to split it up to prevent spontaneous mind blows. Check out episode two for even deeper knowledge bombs and hacks for light and health. And also don't forget to check out vivarays.com, which is the blue light blocking glasses that we talked about during the show. They are very innovative design that has a clippable component to it that you can just swap out, which is really cool. You can use the code J10, J-A-Y-10, for 10% off. As always, I enjoy your support, and you are welcome to reach out to me. You can follow me on social at sleepbiohacker on Instagram or sleepbiohacker.com. And if you can leave a review or a like or a share or anything of that nature about this podcast, that is supremely helpful to me. It helps keep the show going and the message out there. And until then, see you next time, and I hope you have the best night ever. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Crisandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.